Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. He konai purangi tēnei nā te reo irirangi o Aotearoa. The lemon and pearl, is it? Yes, please. Thank you. Thank you. It ain't famous for its Grand Prix. The TV ads from the early 90s set it perfectly. Today, Paerua is still world famous, mostly for the fizzy drink. And when you drive there, the seven-metre LMP bottle greets you at the eastern entrance to the town. It's the best little town in the middle of everywhere. That's a snappy catchphrase I saw online. But it's also well known for its antiques. You know, this stuff is 40 years old on average and it's still in that, in that good a condition. Um, and people love that about it. The fact that they might have eaten off it when they were kids. It's an interesting array of eclectic shops and Pyro is a place that you need to explore. And Pairua is part of a longer name, something with a bit more meaning than its famous drink. Reno Wilkinson knows a bit about that. Yeah, when you take a look at the, the maunga uh, within Hauraki, you know, stretches out from, um, say, Mount Te Aroha, uh, up to Moiho. So the ranges that people know Pairua uh, will see it in its full exclusiveness. So the word Pairua refers to the hills that surround the town, even more so when you know its full name. Which is Te Pairua a Toi Te Huatahi. Te Pairua to mean the long range and Toi Te Huatahi, the name of an ancestor. So if you stand in the middle of town, look up and around you, well you'll see why. Because Pairua is surrounded by mountain ranges, so it's a very practical name and a convenient drive from the super city. This is Pete from Granville's Antiques. Well, we're on State Highway 2 for a start, so that, you know, we do get a lot of through traffic. We're also known as a, as a, as a place to come to if you're a, if you're a treasure hunter. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's a good little town. It's vibrant. It's always happening. Join me, Justine Murray, and a few of the locals who call Pairua home, along with just over 4,500 people. This is No My Town, that's N-A-U-M-A-I, which means welcome, but it's also a bit of a play on words to No My Town. Hey, maybe Pairua is where you live. Uh, we find out more about the local stories, the name itself, and a bit about the place and people. So, let's start with the good lemony stuff, or the drink LMP, which came from mixing lemon with water, pumped from the town's mineral springs. Yeah, so not quite the sound of a twist-top bottle, but this sound is from part of that early story of Lemon and Pairua. Rino, I'm back with him, he knows the spot well. Yeah, I suppose we stand there in one of those uh, mineral pump machines, or back in the day as a kid. We couldn't even reach it most probably when I look at it now. I'm taller than what it was. I remember being a little short ass and I couldn't even be there. But, <laughs> With uh, your container? Or <laughs> would... uh, we had glass milk bottles back then. Can it still be lifted? or? 
No, it's all locked, I think. I don't know. Yeah, 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 look at that. There's nothing in it. Might have to put a koha in there, no, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, if you're ever in the town, uh, this is where you'll find out a bit about the history from way back in the day, how it all began, basically, and this is the Pyro story. So here's a brief history about LMP. It started back in 1887 where a mineral spring was discovered on land at Junction Road Wharf. The title of the land was registered to James Nigel Coote and Alexander Hogg. Nine years later, in 1896, James McAndrew bought the property and set up a sawmill. Now, back in these days, Cody was king, and lots of it was fouled and shipped off overseas, even as far as San Francisco. By 1910, the Pairoa National Mineral Company was set up, and it's when the bottling of the mineral water began, with a touch of lemon, of course. Over the decades, and a few more handshakes later, by 1963, owners Gray and Menzies had merged with a company called Seal Innes to create Innes Tartan Limited. Back in 63, you can kind of imagine the factory employed the locals and school kids went there to see the bottles go round and round the conveyor belts. Here was a small town bottling its own product for national consumption. But as the bottle shape changed and popularity soared, well, the inevitable happened. In 1980, the corporate giant Oasis Industries bought it out, closed the factory and moved the business to Auckland. So the name Pairoa is from the longer version of the name Te Pairoa Atoi Te Huatahi, or the long range of the ancestor Toi Te Huatahi. Now he was from Tahiti, Orangiatia. Now we're talking ages ago, during the 13th and 14th century. So to learn more about who Toi Te Huatahi was, I reached out to Te Kehukehu Pātara. Now he is from the iwi Ngātiawa. Toi Te Huatahi. He was uh, the grandfather of uh, Whātonga. What led Toitehuatahi to Aotearoa? Well, they held a, a wakaama race competition over there on the river. And as uh, the competitors were racing in their canoes on, on the river, Hinepukohurani came down and... This is the mist you're talking about? This is the mist, yeah. This is the mist I'm talking about, Hinepukohurangi. When it lifted... Uh, Whātonga and his mates, they were out at sea and they had no idea where they were and they heard about uh, Aotearoa. So they decided that they'd, they'd go for an adventure. After a while, Toi Tuhuatahi, uh, the grandfather, went to, to search for his grandson. The first place he saw when he got across here was uh, the white snow on top of Taranaki. And then he moved. He carried on to search for his son, Whātonga, and that's when he came down the east coast, Tairawhiti. Did he hit Coromandel Peninsula area? Oh, he would have hit all those areas, Moiho. When they stopped at different places, they named certain places after those people. So Te Pairoa Toitehuatahi, the long range of Toitehuatahi, is a name that signifies that he was passing through the area. Yes, yes, and he would have named that uh, that area there. Uh, probably it could even be the, um, the Kaimai Ranges, Pai Maunga Kaimai, and mm. probably back in that time that would have been the name of that mountain range, Pai Roa or Toi Te Huatahi. 
42 years ago, on the 11th of April 1981, a torrential rain flooded the town of Paerua. Homes were destroyed and 2,000 people were evacuated. The Ohenemuri River flooded the town of Waikino, about 13 k's down the road. Just this year, Cyclone Gabriel reminded Rino of that time. What are we talking about? What have we got in front of us? We're actually uh, at the uh, Pairo 131 restaurant that's dedicated a wall solely to... Yep, so if you can imagine a wall that's kind of covered in newspaper pages and it's all about the 1981 flood. We got evacuated out to Tiru here because of the threatening of the bank to burst. So we never had floodgates, anything like that. You could get your iron ball down and go for a surf at the main street of Pairo. That's how bad it was. Yeah, so uh, similar to what we've seen of recent uh, through Cyclone Gabriel. So, you know, we were lucky. Sorry, we're just in the... Yeah, yep. Are you coming in? Radio. Laurie Smith is the sole worker at the museum today and he sits behind a large desk and I'm sitting in a chair next to him. A small side drawer is where Laurie rifles through some coins to give change to a guy that's just walked in. Laurie's a volunteer, but he's also a local, and he comes with a wealth of knowledge about the town. Pyra wasn't much of a town in 1875, but the minute that gold rush started, 600 came up here in one day. Two banks, we had two banks here that smelted gold. They not only bought gold off the miners, but they made it into bullion. Back in the late 1800s, Pairoa relied on workhorses to cart trees out of the bush. And as time went on, it became a hub of transportation. And everything had to come up the river. So we had 16 boats, I think, working on the river at various times. Twice a week, a train came with rail cars, rows of them. And this was hard mahi, hard work, uh, burgeoning industries built from back-breaking work and calloused hands. You can kind of imagine how good a cold brew, no, not an LMP, uh, would have been. But then prohibition came along when the Ohenemuri district voted to go dry between 1908 and 1925. The pubs all went broke here, yeah, that's what happened, they shut down. How come they went broke? Was well, the you, great couldn't, to... you couldn't serve drink. If you vote prohibition in any election, it's, it's effective. The police control it, you know. But lo and behold there was a solution. The railways found out, well, they could run a train from Waihee to Higgatai, and it was just over the line, so they put a special train on on Saturday morning and brought all the miners through, and then they had their fill, and then they'd go back. And my mother, she worked in the bakehouse, and she said in the morning it was just like a, a rat race. They were all running towards the pub. And then at night they were going back fighting and arguing. So in the finish they had to build a jail at the pub and a two-cell jail. And they used to throw them in the slammer for the night then let them out the next day and have to walk home to Waiheo. So that was one thing. Inside the museum, Laurie shows me around the space and there's another glass cabinet. It's about one metre high and it shows the various LMP bottles over time. Well, um, I think it was always bottled. They had a... Uh, glass top bottle with a glass stopper in it. Eventually they all had the standard top that we've got today. And I have heard that it was actually lemon and tiaroha first, about 30 years thirty years prior. No, what I, can you remember? No, I don't, I don't think so. Everybody's trying to correct everybody, and of course the story's been embellished. 
They had a, a manufacturing plant here by 1926, plus one in Thames and one in Tiara. So that's probably where the confusion comes from. The drink was always from here, there's no mistaking that. But Tiaroha locals may have a different take on that because Mineral Springs were there too. I'm sure the question of who did it first will be debated for a wee while yet. But the main thing is, is that both drinks, lemon and pairoa and Tiaroha and lemon, are still enjoyed today. Pairoa is one of those towns where you'd stop for a cup of tea and maybe move on, but stay for a bit to find out more. As I walk down the main street, I notice a large space. kind of looks like a lounge area. There's a fridge with milk and basic food supplies on the shelves. Selena stops for a chat. Pātaka Kai is a food bank for people to come in and take what they need and give what they can. No judgement, no discrimination. Anybody can come in. Do you live in Pairoa? Oh, I'm oh. from Thames, but I travel to Pairoa every day for mahi. Lots of people do that. Like I'm, the ladies down the road, Tiaroha based. Well, then what do you love about this town, Pairoa? The people. The people, their generosity, their humbleness. Kapai. Pairoa, or the longer name Te Pairoa Atoitehuatahi, located in the Hauraki district. Population 4,630, according to the last census. The best little town in the middle of everywhere. Neira te mihi mai Thanks for listening to Know My Town, written and presented by me, Justine Murray. Executive producer, Tim Watkin, engineered by Phil Benj. Thanks to Rino Wilkinson, Kehukehu Pātara and Laurie Smith. Follow Know My Town, that's N-A-U-M-A-I, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio or any good podcasting app. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.